everybody. It is, I think it's August. It looks like it's August outside, but we are with Kelly on a nice early morning because we usually do these after I get off work at least. Um, so we're going to be talking about self-care, um, but first of all, we always start, how's week's going and all that fun stuff. So Kelly, how's your week been thus far? I know you went camping. Yes. So we, Friday night, we set up the tent in the backyard and, um, we invited one of my daughter's friends over. And so it was, uh, we, we camped in the tents in the backyard. It was fun, but you know, I didn't sleep much because I worry so much about the girls waking up and like, and both of them have tendencies to like sleepwalk and stuff. Oh, that's always good. Yeah. And, um, but it's really fun to listen to nine-year-old girls, like, giggle about having to pee outside <laughs> was that here <laughs> yes it was, yeah, it, was it was here is in the backyard yeah well, that makes it easy <laughs> at least it's more convenient it is yeah, it's always that way good. if somebody gets scared in the middle of the night we can just go in the house <laughs> right yeah it's always fun how about you um what did i, I even remember i know the fair is in town but we're going to talk about that in another podcast that's right that'll be fun <laughs> um i hate the fair by the way but uh, I didn't really do a whole lot this week. Um, I'm having a staycation, I guess. But other than that, it's been pretty, pretty docile, I would say. So. Well, speaking of staycations, we're yeah. talking. We're talking about self care today, right? Are we? I think so. That's we what I have are. on my phone right now. So self care. Is it human necessity or is it woo-woo crap for rich people? <laughs> Obviously, I do it, so it's for rich people. You so. do, oh, right, right, exactly, exactly. So exactly. we're going to talk about self-care today, which is actually one of my favorite topics, mainly because so few people seem to understand what it actually is and what it means. Um, so TJ, what immediately comes to your mind when someone says that word, self-care? Self-care. Um, I'm thinking like going to get your hair cut, <laughs> getting your nails did. I don't get my <laughs> nails did, but do you do anything anything that would that you think would classify as self-care? Uh no. It's very if I do that, it's very rarely. Um, is eating ice cream self-care? Well, I suppose it could be. Uh yeah. then that would be the only thing. Definitely. Yeah. So if you if you feel like you want ice cream and it kind of helps you, you know, like as long as you're not like binging on ice no, cream, no, no, it's the good stuff. Then you need if you if you binge and see this is my experience if you binge, uh, or if you have a tendency to overeat for emotional reasons and you're using food, then you probably aren't doing enough self care things. But right. see, here's here's the thing. Here's the point I want to make here by asking you that question is when people think of self care, most people are like, oh, that sounds like bubble baths and facials and massages and an hour spent meditating. Things that people don't have time uh, or the money to or the money for, but I actually decided to break self care down into three different levels. So, like I said, a lot of people conjure these images of bubble baths and painting nails and massages, um, and while those things can represent ways to care for yourself, they aren't often feasible or affordable. Um, and those things aren't what I call the base layer or like level one or even level two self-care. In other words, bubble baths and massages are the icing on the cake once you've already met your more basic needs. So what is self-care? Basically, the level one stuff is going to be taking care of your most basic and critical needs first. 
Um, the actual definition of self-care, according to Wikipedia, is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness. So there are a lot of things that could qualify as self-care, and I do want to make a point here that not everything that, that we talk about here today, it doesn't encompass all the things that could be self-care, and this is pretty individual. So let's get down to the real nitty-gritty basics, the immediate health and happiness, or quote-unquote health and happiness, some people would call it survival, comes down to oxygen, shelter, water, and food in that order. So you want to take oxygen? Oxygen, sure. I breathe it, so that's always, I know it very well. Right. For about 20-something years. Right, <laughs> we have right. A good, we have a good relationship. I, yeah, I have a good relationship <laughs> since I'm like 80, right? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, decades. <laughs> so oxygen, dead within four minutes. Right, if with, you don't have oxygen. Without it. Is that like an average person? I'm assuming swimmers can probably go longer. Um, the guys who dive like in the ocean to spearfish, mm-hmm. um, free divers, I think they call themselves, yep. they can hold their breath some of them can hold it longer than four minutes, but they risk passing out underwater um, and, and dying from that. And people do die. But the average person, like if you try to hold your breath, you're going to start to struggle probably at about two minutes unless you are fit, physically fit. Right. In which case you might be able to hold for three, but four for the general person is going to be max. And please don't try this at home because we don't want anybody passing well, I did, out. I used to do it as a kid. Remember? Really? You used to like, how yeah. long can you hold your breath? And you go <laughs> under and your friend goes under and you're just like, wait, wait. It's like 30 seconds. You're like, yeah, I beat you or whatever. So, all right. So four minutes without oxygen. So in case most people are thinking, breathing, you're alive. That's good, right? But most people are also shallow breathers so let's take a few deep breaths right now. Yes, reoxygenate your blood in your brain. So most people, they, they do. They just take their, if you notice your breathing throughout the day, you'll notice that you aren't really taking full breaths. Right, and I think a proponent of that is if you yawn a lot, that's also not taking enough oxygen in for your brain. I've heard that as well. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things you can do for self-care right in this moment that doesn't require a whole lot of mental energy or money is take a couple of deep breaths, re-oxygenate yourself. And they even have an app on your Apple Watch that tells you to breathe. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of It doesn't cool. tell you how. I think it does do, like, length and time. Like, really? Oh, breathe in for, like, three seconds, and then, yeah, but they do reminders on there. Very cool. Yeah. All right, the next one is shelter. Um, so depending on the environmental conditions, you can die within a matter of hours, like if it's really cold outside. Um, you can die within a matter of hours without shelter. So basically this one, you know, doesn't need a lot of explanation. A massage and a manicure aren't the appropriate self-care actions if you're homeless and out in the cold. So you want to remedy that. Yeah, especially when it's like in L.A., it's like 115 degrees, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, and you probably could survive longer than a few hours in that as long as you can find some shade, but you won't survive for long without shelter. So, you know, shelter, this is basic self-care stuff. All right, what's the next one, So water, dead in four days without water. 
Unless you're like that guy in 127 Days where he cuts his arm off. You ever seen that movie? Oh, yeah. When he like drinking his urine and stuff. Yeah, I love that movie. But yeah, he but he was still like Oh, yeah, severely hydrated. dehydrated. He was like hallucinating. It was hours though, wasn't it? 127 hours. Right. So right. how many days it was is that? Days. Oh, it um, is more days, yeah. Well, no, but I mean, it wasn't 127 days. No, no, yeah, that's right. But I got yeah, my, so my no, he's, sucks, so. he survived a long time. Um, with that, I mean, just basically drinking his pee. Yeah. <laughs> Not sucks. that we want you to do that. Sure. Right, don't do that. So like oxygen, most people are merely surviving. Uh, so they must be meeting the bare minimum requirements for water to sustain life, right? Yeah, right. Because, I, you know, most people aren't dying of dehydration. Right, yeah. But most people are not drinking enough water either. Right. Considering that somewhere between 60 to 70% of our bodies are water, this is a good place to start, especially with self-care. It can make a dramatic difference in how you feel and actually how you look, too, because I know that you've, I've, they've had studies or you've seen Facebook. It's like, oh, yeah, I've drank like a half a gallon or a gallon of water every day for 30 days. Right. Their like skin clears up. They feel a lot better. They feel more energetic. So it's not necessarily you need a energy drink to feel that. Maybe it's just water that you need to uptake. Absolutely. This is probably, this is almost always um, the first thing I start people with in my coaching is we focus on water. If you're not drinking, if you're drinking a whole bunch of like, you know, crap stuff, sugar filled stuff, that's the first thing we focus on is getting more water um, because it can make such a huge difference. Oh, yeah. But all right. So we got food here, Kelly. Yes. Since you love food more than I love food. I, I do. And I love the topic of food. And, and I don't know if that's just because I've struggled so much <laughs> with my relationship with food. But here's the deal with food. You can live a month or more without food. And like you said, food is a fun self-care topic for me. Um, and it's what I spend the majority of my time talking about. And why is that? Because we are surrounded by it, yet we are both physically and emotionally undernourished by food um, in our modern world, pretty much in every way possible. We are a nation of overfed and undernourished people, but that undernourished part is more than just the, the physicality of food and eating. So when we talk about food as a basic self-care need, yes, the nutritive value of food is important. You should definitely like eat an orange every now and then to avoid getting scurvy, right? So we need a basic level of macro and micronutrients to survive and thrive. And many of us aren't getting the basic level of those needs met. So, I mean, simple self-care stuff there would be like doing what? Eating an orange. Right. Eating an orange. I don't eat oranges. Eating some, <laughs> but see, like yeah. you have to be really, but like, and this is one of the, and I know I, I well, love vitamins. There's actually like vitamin C and like, and like animal protein though. There is. From, I think, from, like, yeah, just, like... But it's probably not... I, this is one well, of the like, things about... It's not like going out and butchering an animal. That's obviously going to have way higher right. levels of that, anyways. It's, you know, this is one of the, the things I find problematic about some diets, and I do like to pick on keto, and I know you do keto. That's fine. Um, but you have to be really careful with keto because you can become deficient in certain nutrients. Well, there is actually a... Uh, Marie from work, she said that if you do keto for a certain amount of time, you'll actually start getting like this brown stain on your skin. 
Really? I think it's from your thyroid messing oh. up because it's right here. Yeah, it's right by your yeah. neck and on your chest. So I'm like, oh, that's got to be a thyroid issue. So it like actually like turns brown if you don't get taken care of to like stain your skin. Weird. Yeah, I, I haven't. I didn't look into it too much, but I don't do keto as it's med- like the medical. It's more modified than anything. But okay. Yeah, I'm not super super crazy. Yeah, but I mean, in general, most people probably aren't getting all of the vitamins, minerals, the amount of fiber that they really should be getting every day. So, you know, a part of your basic self-care could certainly be adding in more vegetables and fruits and, and healthier foods. Right. But I'm noticing a more disturbing trend when it comes to food and self-care, and that is that people are so busy and disconnected with the sensations coming from their bodies that they often, like, don't eat at all or 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 they do things like they they don't go to sleep when they should or they don't even go to the bathroom when they have the urge because it's like they're so busy so i don't know tj when you're at work do you actually stop to take a lunch or do you multitask and eat while you work i work while i'm going through lunch so so yeah you're you're multitasking right Hence because i don't want to clock out for lunch and i rather leave early okay to take a lunch have you met people though that have such like high stress jobs that they feel like they can't well take yeah you a feel break? like you can't take a 15 minute break cuz you got so much stuff to do yeah right right or or maybe they're in a culture at work where it's frowned upon to take a break as if taking time to step away from your desk and eat a meal is like a luxury. Um, and when I say it like that, doesn't it kind of sound ridiculous? Uh, yeah, especially when you got those smokers that are at work that take like 40, 10-minute breaks every day. Maybe I should start coaching people to take up smoking because that (laughs) seems to actually cause people to take a break when they need one. Please don't take up smoking. I I, I don't really mean that. She's joking. The fact that (laughs) I should have to coach someone that eating or going to the bathroom, making time uh, to take care of your most basic needs is your absolute right and that you should be doing those things, it's crazy. It's crazy to me that I have to coach people and I get all I get all excited and I'm like getting choked up here. It's crazy to me that I would have to coach people that they should be setting boundaries and making time for these things. So forget about bubble baths and facials if you can't even take care of the most basic needs of a human and that would be feeding yourself or going to the bathroom, right. you know? Unless you have a little kid and they're following you around all the time. Well, can't go to the bathroom in peace. Ever. That's 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 very <laughs> true. You're gonna go through stages in life like that, and and with kids, I do work with a lot of moms. And when it comes to kids, sometimes I will tell a woman like who's interested in like losing weight but doesn't have the time for the exercise or the self care, and she's stressed out. Right. I sometimes will tell somebody now may not be the time for you to worry about your weight. Sure. Because you're just in a stage of your life and it won't last. Like when your kid, you know, now that my kid is nine, if I want to work out, I can tell her to go away. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I mean, it gets easier. So, so, but when you're in that stage of life, but I do not call a job a stage of life. If you are working in a job where you feel that you can't take a break or take 15, 10 or 15 minutes to actually sit down and eat your lunch without distractions, I find that to be a problem. 
and you need to bring that up with your, with your boss at work, or you need to set those boundaries. So, and I want to, I want to also say that, you know, the majority of the people who seek my help, um, feel like, and it's mostly women, but they feel like they have a struggle with food. Like food is the enemy. So here's like the typical scenario for, for a new client, new client, usually a woman, she comes to me and says she can't seem to stop eating late at night, which is like a common problem, right? You think that's probably a pretty common problem? Oh uh, yeah, for a lot of people, yeah, because you're you're busy all day and you finally get to like take your shoes off at like nine o'clock. Yes, yeah. yes, and then they're like, I can't control my eating. I feel out of control around food after three p.m. or six p.m. or ten p.m. The timing's a little bit different for everyone. And nine times out of ten, I find that she one barely eats all day, and two eats while she's rushing around. So many women are also actively dieting, meaning that all of this is happening and they are operating in the mental and physical construct of a calorie deficit, which again is both mentally and physically taxing. So they're not nourishing the physical need for calories and nutrients, and they are taking zero pleasure in the food that they're actually eating. So most people don't realize that if you allow yourself to get over hungry, you get into this state called primal hunger. Um, and hunger, that hunger comes from a more primitive part of your brain. And it's almost impossible not to overeat in that scenario. You almost cannot override that type of hunger. Bad case of the munchies. Right, right. Um, so basically if you're not taking care of your basic self needs for eating when you're hungry and actually enjoying the food you eat, you're going to start to turn on those primal hunger, you know, those, those, those things. And you're going to flip that switch and you're going to end up overeating pretty much every time. So, so let's move on though, because I don't want this, this podcast going to be long enough already, but level two self-care. So this is the next level of self-care. Once your very basic needs are met, Um, setting boundaries and taking pleasure in things, including food, also becomes self-care. So when was the last time you took a lunch away from your desk, ate without distractions, like really enjoyed the experience of eating? It's hard to be a happy human if you aren't meeting level two self-care needs. So the first one is setting boundaries, make time to eat, go to the bathroom before it's urgent, Take a few breaks during the day. Get up. Get away from your desk. Uh, Walk around a little bit. Take a few deep breaths. Ask your spouse or your kids for help with the dishes or the laundry. People come over to my house. Like if you walk into my kitchen right now, there's a pile of dishes, dirty dishes in the sink. Um, If you walk upstairs and look on my day bed right now, there is a pile of unfolded clean laundry. And I tell people who come over that is a testament to the fact that I put myself first a lot of the time (laughs) because to me, like yesterday I wanted to take a walk. So it was either the dishes or taking a walk. I chose taking a walk because I don't want to be an insane, crazy person. How dare you leave that dish? Who hates life. And I will ask my husband and my daughter to, I'm not afraid to ask them to help out if I need to take care of myself. So leave the effing dishes in the sink and the laundry piled on the sofa, for goodness sake, if you need some time. Those things will be there later. (laughs) All right, TJ, you do the next one. So we got go outside. Do you know that uh, most people actually spend less than an hour outside every day? That's really sad. That's actually true because I go from work 
to working out in the gym and yep. then I go home. Yep. I yeah, it's probably like in the car is my outside time. Right. <laughs> so take a few breaks during the day, get up, get away from your desk at work, walk around, take a few deep breaths. Oh, I'm I'm reading the wrong one, but that's okay. But the same <laughs> concept applies. So this means constant exposure to artificial light and indoors, st- stagnant air. So that nice AC. Do you ever see uh, the episode of The Office where he goes outside and he wants to be like in the wilderness? No. You know what? Maybe maybe I have. It's been years since I've actually he's, watched he's like those out episodes. For, he's out for like maybe six hours. He's like, <laughs> you know what? I have the best air. AC. (laughs) I don't need to look at the mountains. And he has a picture on his laptop and he's flipping through it. It's hilarious. Right. So we aren't, we aren't meant to live this way. Obviously those little breaks we just talked about where you get to get away from your desk for a few minutes. Those are even better if you can step outside and pull in a big breath of fresh air. Yeah, I would say so. In general, trying to spend more time outside is going to be a bit more beneficial to you. And some, I mean, like sometimes that can be difficult because we do live in Ohio, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. You only get like two months of good weather, and everything else sucks. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I mean, if I mean, if we had California weather all the time, it'd be great. Right. My brother but, uh, lived in in Southern California for a while, and it, he said it was wonderful. Yeah, they don't get rain, they don't get snow. Right. But I don't know if I'd. But fall, I would have to have fall. Right. Yeah. But if you're only getting outside for like 10 minutes a day, does it really matter? Yes. I want to see, co- <laughs> I want to see different colors besides green and white. So, all right. So we got move your body, Kelly. Yes. Move. So like, I'm not talking about going to CrossFit class. If you like CrossFit, that's fine. But we make this exercise thing so freaking complicated. Go for a walk. Walking is the most natural form of human movement. It's what our bodies are built for from a structural standpoint. Our ancestors probably walked between 5 and 15 miles every day. The average desk worker probably only walks maybe a mile. I mean, if you were to track, you're probably not walking very much during the day. No, not at all. One of the most basic forms, and again, we're talking level 2 self-care here, but we are built for near constant movement unless we're sleeping or eating. So it's really important that you make time to move your body or at least get up during the day. If you sit a lot, get up once an hour. It can, it can really make a huge difference. I know more workplaces are going towards that now because I know we have like two 15 minute breaks. We have an hour lunch. So it's definitely being more if employers were smart, they would realize that giving, encouraging, even forcing their employees to get away from their desks several times per day and get moving, it actually increases productivity because when you get up and start to circulate blood through your body, your brain gets more blood. You suck in more oxygen because you're moving around. It can actually make you more alert. Um, it can make your brain work better, you know. You I must can... be a robot then because I don't move. <laughs> and some days I'm just like laser focused. I get so much done. But I must be a robot. I get my best ideas when I'm walking. Um, I actually have to carry a notepad with me because oh, yeah. if I'm sitting, I might have no ideas. And then I'll get up and go for a walk and the ideas just start to flood into my mind. If I don't have some way to write them down, they come in and they go out and I never... I never think of them again. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, so we got sleep on here. So sleep could pos- potentially be considered level one. Self-care practice, obviously, because it's a basic necessity. Mice who aren't allowed to sleep eventually just keel over and die. Fun. Isn't, isn't that nice to know? Yeah. Our brains need sleep. So my wife's husband, or my wife's you know, husband, that'd be me. Um, <laughs> the guy that, the parent people they work for, the husband's like working double shift. Hey, mm. Tim, if you're listening, you need to sleep. But we could and will do an entire podcast on sleep, but that will come later. But suffice to say, if you aren't getting enough sleep, hygiene is Your poor. sleep hygiene. Your sleep hygiene I is call poor. it sleep hygiene. Yeah, I don't know why. She's weird. <laughs> I am weird. You, <laughs> you need to fix this to be a happy human being. Ask any new parent about sleep and they'll tell you about it. Yes, tell us, TJ. I know, I sleep great. I don't get up. Okay. <laughs> we need to have your <laughs> if wife. If it was on. Johanna, to, she'd right. be like, well, I, I would be, I'd be like, get up and, you know, four, six o'clock, whatever. And I'd be like, hey, how did Levi sleep? I got up four times. You didn't hear me. <laughs> oh like, no, God. I remember like one. <laughs> my husband so. could sleep. If a se- he could keep sleeping if a 747 crashed into our yard. That's good. So I can remember when Aaliyah was born and she was up every hour and a half to two hours. And, and I struggled to sleep to begin with. And I can remember wanting to smother him with a pillow <laughs> because he'd be snoring away. And I was up just all night with this kid. And oh my gosh, yeah, I, I'm not good on little sleep. Well, I don't sleep. snore anymore, so that's a good thing, I guess. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, right. How about uh, how about hygiene? And this is basic hygiene stuff, which maybe some people would consider level one, but I consider this a level two. So things like brushing your teeth and washing your face and brushing your hair, showering, cutting your toenails. This is pretty basic stuff, but it still counts as important self-care um, practices. And and I even like to tell people that, you know, women putting makeup on sometimes, just taking that 10 minutes. I mean, I'm not saying that you should put on makeup to look pretty, but I do find that in the morning, if I take that 10 minutes of time for myself and I'm putting on makeup, I do feel better about myself and, and my day goes better. Oh yeah. So but... it's a self-care thing for me. Yeah, even even if your husband complains, you're taking too long. Punch him in the face. <laughs> so Johanna, my husband never complains about that. Really? Yeah, that's, never. That's surprising. Never. I, I come, I'll go in. I'll be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> straightening my hair? You've been straightening your hair for the last half an hour." He he knows this right here doesn't <laughs> doesn't just happen. <laughs> I don't roll out of bed looking this good. That's right. Right. Here, right. All right. So connection with others or community. So humans are social creatures. As you, if you're in a work environment, there's people talking about, talking to people about people all day long. <laughs> right. Family, friends, and a community connection used to be important for basic survival. But how are, but are now mostly important for happiness? So like in ancient times or whatever, if you weren't part of a family unit, you probably were going to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you have to have, you know, or like a tribe or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, that sense of community was a lot more prevalent then than it is now. I mean, we it was like... We have online communities more right. than anything. Right, right. So spend more quality time with your family. Maybe walking outside, sitting down to a meal at a table. 
and I uh, put it there, hot two birds with one stone, because you see, we're, we're incorporating all of these different self-care things into one thing. So right. you've got connection with community, uh, with your family or community. You can get outside, um, and you can kind of slow down and have a meal. So let's do a picnic. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's actually funny, though. They, I can't remember the study or um, something involved that. Uh, families now don't even sit down for uh, dinner anymore. A lot of them don't. Yeah, it's more of like, oh, get a pizza, eat in front of the TV. Yep. So yep. I know we don't do that. We, so. Yeah, we don't either. I'm, I'm a stickler for sitting down at the table, turning off the TV, putting away my phone uh, for the dinner meal especially. Yeah. Because I feel like that time together is it's just that's the way I was raised, and I feel like it's sacred. Yeah. So getting involved with your local church, a book club, a volunteer organization or something like that. Um, it's definitely going to, obviously, more communication with others in the community is going to be good. And then when we feel like we belong to a bigger picture, we're happier. So my wife, who deals with children all day, um, definitely wants to talk to me when she comes, comes home. Bet. Well, yeah. She's like, I've been talking to these kids all day, and I have no conversations, but why? and Bach or whatever. <laughs> so my clients who have kids, um, and you know, they, they stay at home and the, the husbands work, um, when they come over for workouts, it's, they just, they will just talk and talk and oh, talk. Yeah. And, and I let them because I know that they need that, uh, release. they need that adult release, right. To, to, to talk to somebody about stuff. So, all right, so I'll cover the next one because I know you probably just don't want to talk no, about it. No, I was like, I'm not wasn't going to. So. <laughs> All right, the next one, level two, is sex. I honestly wasn't sure whether to put this into level two or level three, <laughs> even level three self-care. Um, it probably depends on who you are, uh, whether you're male or female. But since sex represents a pretty basic biological need for the purposes of reproduction and also kind of fits in with connection, I, I went with sex as a level two thing. We can live without it, but but who wants to? All right, next. Money and security. <laughs> Enough said. So we had to put this one down here because, you know, in modern times, money is a crucial factor in happiness, but yeah. not all the time. Um, you don't need a lot of money to be happy, but you need some money to achieve, you know, some basic necessities, including level one stuff of self-care, you know, obviously a house. Right. Somewhere to live, clothes, and all that fun stuff. So food. Food. Right. Food. Oh, food. yeah. Food is on here. That's good. Right? Um, so that includes being able to afford shelter and food, like we said. So when money isn't order, people aren't unhappy. When it's not in order and you have no money, you're usually not a happy person. Right. I think what are the, the, the top three reasons for divorce? Usually disagreeing on things like kids and religion. Um, and money is probably like oh, yeah. Money's a big one. the top one, you know, that couples argue about. Um, and it can be such, uh, it can be such an important thing. You know, like I said, money isn't everything, but some level of money, it's a big thing. It's a financial big thing, security. Yeah. Right. I mean, imagine if you're, you're both bums. Not as in actual bums, but don't have any motivation to actually work or do anything. That's always going to put stress on your relationship. So right. So if you you know if you're struggling, finding like a financial coach who can help you set up a budget and get your money in order, that is to me that's a level two self care because it's if you, if your money's not in order, it's going to keep you from being happy. 
All right, so we're going to move into level three self-care, and this is the stuff that's really easy. I mean, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this because we're just about out of time, but when everything else is in order, these are the woo-woo self-care practices that are like the icing on the cake. So those are things like meditation, tai chi and yoga, or taking exercise classes, reading a book, bubble baths, drinking a cup of tea, putting on makeup, getting a massage or a facial, going on a vacation or a staycation, sauna or cryotherapy, um, even going things like going to the doctor, the dentist, or getting chiropractic adjustments. Um, you could consider those level two self-care, um, but you know, level two or level three, those things can be important. Um, buying new clothes, eating cake or ice cream. <laughs> like that's the last one. Eating cake. Right. Eating cake. Eating things that you like to eat, enjoying things that you like to eat, those types of things. So so those are all like level three self-care things. I don't know. Do you have anything to add to that, TJ? Working out, I think, is going to be a self-care. Yeah, I, I would agree. That's yeah. a level three self-care. Yeah, so, so I think that's always a good thing to have on there. But It is. But if you don't, you know, like if, if you are so busy that you can't make the time or you can't afford equipment or, you know, um, that's why I always tell people like just moving, like walking, doing mm-hmm. something that's free, that kind of thing. If, you, if you're struggling with the money part free of it. Free is always good. Yeah. Right. So... That's sort of what we we wanted to talk about today with self care. Um, make sure that if you if you like this episode, or even if you have to, if you have more to add about self care, um, you know you can always feel free to get in touch with us. Or if you have other questions that you would like answered about health, fitness, or motivation, um, let us know because uh, we're always looking for interesting ideas for podcast topics. Right? Oh yes, we are. All right. Well, we'll see you until next time. All right. Bye. Hey everyone, this is TJ and Kelly with the Initiative Project Podcast. If you like what you heard, please like, comment, and subscribe. And if you have any questions you'd like us to cover, please email us at initiativepodcast at gmail.com. See you next time.